We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's your true faith. Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have drawn nil-nil at home to Burnley in front of 30,000 and then been knocked out on penalties at St. James's Park and uh, Newcastle United are out of the cup again in August and uh, myself, Alex Hurst and Mark Corby who joins me we're at the match we've just come back from the match Mark, how are you feeling after that mate? Really disappointed Alex um, it's a wasted opportunity you know as you say they were out of the cup competition in August already um, it's it's just the, the cup always gives you something you know a bit you know if obviously a change from the league games and it's a welcome break and to sort of distract you from the mundane league where let's be honest we're just going to be challenging to stop up, um, but I'm sure we'll get the, the the team line up in more detail. But Steve Bruce is supposed to be taking these cup competitions seriously. He made nine changes. Um, I really don't think he expected Burnley to line up as strongly as they did, and it almost backfired. Saying that, we created the better chances. Uh, the majority felt to Hendrick, uh, some half shots. Um, you know, when you think uh, Fraser hit the bar, then Joe Linton criminally missed, kicked the ball in front of goal. And then uh, Hendrick sort of his shot was very weak when you when you think it was straight at the keeper. Um, but apart from that, it was uh, it w- it wasn't as bad as what I've seen. But maybe I'm just being a little bit generous there. Um, but overall, like just 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 disappointing that that we're going to Saturday's game now already out of a cup, and it's a huge huge game now for the manager. It already was, but this is huge for the manager because there was some lighthearted booze at the end, but. Um, you know, if we get beat on Saturday, or it looks like we're going to get beat, it could turn toxic. Very much so, and I, I think I want to address, first of all, the main issue here. Before we get into team selection, before we get into performance, before we get into the opposition, before we get into shit pens, we're out of the, we, we are out of, of the Cup in August. If you think, and I haven't heard what Bruce has had to say, neither of us have, I don't know if he said anything, I know for a fact Bruce will talk about not taking my chances. Problem is, there's two issues with that. Number one, um, we didn't create any chances at all in the first half. Again, we we walked in at half time and said, so that's the second half against West Ham, both halves against um Villa and the first half against Burley where where, where the goalkeeper hasn't made had to make a save. That's two two full games of football. Something's not right at this level when when your opposition, by the way, is West Ham, Villa and Burnley. The second thing, like you say, is uh, you know, Many changes. Burnley did play a stronger team than when than we thought. There were some of their key players playing, and Newcastle should have won the game. Newcastle were the better team in the second half. They were the only team playing, and Newcastle should have won the game, but they haven't. But this is Newcastle United under Mike Ashley. When Steve Bruce came to the club, 
he talked about progressing in cup competitions. The cup fixtures have been incredibly kind to Steve Bruce yeah. since he's been here. Burnley at home falls into that incredibly kind category. Yeah. That is an easy, you know, well, no games are easy. Burnley picked a stronger team in Newcastle. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Burnley finished 17th in the Premier League last season and we'll beat them twice. And we'll play them in St. James's Park last season. We'll play four at the back. And it was one of the most convincing, if maybe the most convincing home win of the season last year. So I don't know whether Bruce will talk about getting failing to get past a Premier League uh, team in the Cup once again. But it's a, sh- it's a shocking result. It's re- it's a really bad result. And I think you're right. Saturday's massive. It was massive anyway, even if they'd won yeah. 3-0 tonight. But it's huge now because if we if we don't win on Saturday, and of course Charlotte and the gang will have a full preview for our patrons of this game tomorrow night. But if we don't win on Saturday, we've got Man United to follow. Leeds who are flying to follow or have been flying, finished above what last season tore apart twice last season. It's 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 a massive it's a massive wasted opportunity. And it's just people will blame Ashley, right? People will blame Ashley. Ashley appointed Bruce or Ashley appointed Charlie, Charlie appointed Bruce and fine. Newcastle tonight have a better team. They have a better team than Burnley. There's not many players. If you look at the two first teams, mm-hmm. there's not many players from Burnley get 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 near Newcastle squads. And that's just that's just the fact. I think Dyche is a good manager. He does yeah. a brilliant job. We might talk about him tonight because he was hilarious to watch. <laughs> um, but um, it's 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 a really poor result, result mark. Before we get into what happened and who played how and all that kind of stuff, nine changes. Bruce nine I, we all knew he changed the team but I, I I can't I can't understand Bruce saying pre-match press conference Bruce saying when he arrives I'm taking the cup seriously because whatever you think about squad rotation whatever you think about having to give Javier Manquillo and Emil Kraft a game whatever you think about um playing Joe Linton because he cost 40 million quid the the line we're taking the cup seriously and making nine changes to your starting eleven in the league, not playing. You have got three massive players at this football club at the minute. You have got Callum Wilson, Alan Saint Maximin, and Joe Willock. Wilson, I think back to Luke Remy and Denver Bar, mm-hmm. never made the bench for the cup games. Wilson didn't make the bench, and the other two come on with Saint Maximin ten minutes to go and Wilson five minutes to go. You know what? What are your thoughts and how are you feeling right now? Do you think this is yet another betrayal by a manager of this football club towards the support? Thirty thousand people. Yeah. It's you know, look at look at league cup attendances up and down up and up and down the country tonight or, or last night. There's not many, if any, will be thirty thousand thirty thousand people. Thirty thousand people turned up tonight and he's made nine changes. How, how does that make you feel? Again, I think you've hit the nail on the head regarding the word cheated. Um you know, but but has our stock fallen that low as a fan base where it doesn't surprise us? We don't seem to kick up a fuss. Um, you know, if if you think about the atmosphere tonight, it was quite vibrant most of the night. You know, the Gallagher corner got, got going all night. Some of the songs were a little bit ridiculous. You know, mm. the, the the persistent in singing Freddie Give Us a Wave during the game when he's concentrating. And obviously Steve Bruce got a couple of Give Us a Waves as well, but... The atmosphere as a rule was quite positive. Um, but is that a sign that the majority of the people in there aren't season ticket holders? Or are they just taking the opportunity to go, go to the game? You know, it, it's cheap enough for them to go. Um, you know, £10 if, if they paid before today. Um, £5 for kids, I believe. So, you know, it's affordable. Um, but 
the, these people, I mean, I'm not, again, I don't want to sound derogatory about a farm base because I have got getting a little bit of stick after me, um, you know, response after the atmosphere at, at Villa Park the other day. But but I think what I'm trying to say is, is that the majority of the supporters in the season ticket holders that would have that would have been huge boos at the end of the game. Um, I don't think Bruce would have would have got away so lightly. Uh, what, what I say, Bruce, the, the coaching staff as well. We've got to label them all as all, all together in this. But ultimately, we've got to trust that Bruce has got the final say in the, in the uh, selection process. But um, you know, there was nine changes. We're, we're playing a fella up front uh, in well off off the front man in Joe Linton. Um, he stayed on the full game, and it baffles me how he did. Um, Hendrick, you could say, was okay, average. You know, he, he kept himself busy. He was, you know, putting some great tackles in, in the first half. As I said before, some of the chances were falling to him. Mankilo had a good game, and I was very, very disappointed to see him hooked. I thought, what, what, why is he hooked, Mankilo, when he's, he's having such a dominant game on the right hand side? Um, but again, though, he's 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 shifting it around. He changed the the formation at the end. You know, after a four four two, um, why why didn't you go that from the off? There's so many questions, Alex. This is the thing. Every single fo- football game we watch of Newcastle United, there's more questions after the game. Um, you know, we we were discussing it during the game. It took us a few minutes to realise what formation we were playing after the substitutions. That shouldn't be that way. Um, but yeah, just again, I'm just so disappointed, and um, it's ironic that I'm staring at a photo in your office here of Rafa Benitez with a championship <laughs> trophy. Um, granted, it was the championship, but it's nice to see a trophy. But disappointed, you know, the, the changes were unnecessary. Um, if he's got one eye on on Saturday, then he, he has cheated the supporters because we're not in a relegation battle yet. Um, even though we expect to be in one, it's 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 two league games in. So yeah, he, he called it wrong the night. Should have been a strongest side. Yeah, and it, it, it's. I feel like we're having the same conversations as we were. We played Leicester two years ago, twenty nineteen, got knocked out on pens, and it's the same. It's the same conversations. You know, I thought Dwight Gale had a good game tonight. I'm biased because yeah. I'm the Dwight Gale fan club of one, mm-hmm. but he he did really really well. He hit the bar. He he was quick. He he won headers that he had no right to win. He he linked up play. Does all the things Joe Linton doesn't. Um, Burnley made six outfield changes tonight, which right, is a okay. lot. We made nine. Outfield changes mm-hmm. out of ten. So if if you think about it, you could talk about depths of squad. Bruce has consistently said you've got to give these lads a game. Once you get into you've got to give these lads a game, Terry, by the way. Um I feel like it's 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 the the cup doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's it's our reserves for your reserves, which is completely inconsistent with, with 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 everything else that Bruce says. Talk about Bruce a little bit. I think I thought the reaction was negative. I, I thought there was booze at, there was booze at full time. Before the pens, yes, yeah, there was yeah. booze at full time. Before the pens, there was a lot of booze when when Burnley's winning penalty went in. Um, we, me and Mark, were relatively close because it's a cup game and we're in the Melbourne stand tonight. We were relatively close to the two dugouts and we were able to keep an eye on both managers and, and stuff like that. Two two or three things bring out. I'll tell you a couple of things or list the listeners a couple of things before we get on to what, what I want to put to you about Bruce. Um, number one. <laughs> Sean Dyche is hilarious. Um, like literally, I mean, the, the fourth official is supposed to stand between the two penalty areas. The fourth official is basically one of the Burnley coaching staff because Sean Dyche was just giving him so much grease all night, which is funny because Burnley were kicking the shit out of us in the yeah. second half, yeah. and Sean Dyche is still kicking off. Um, 
you know, if anyone anyone could accuse Sean Dyche of not carrying out that fixture, just just watch him for ninety minutes. He was he he, he was incredible. Um, the other thing is that basically the Newcastle dugout is basically an evening with Steve Agnew. Steve Agnew was just having like conversations for ninety minutes with various people, it's just like chat, you know, chat to Steve. Um, it's weird because you think, well, should we talk? Should we talk about changes, changes of formation? Should we talk about uh, substitutions? But you know, I think it got to like sixty minutes, and I said, you've got to make a change soon. Got to seventy minutes, you got to make a change soon. Seventy-five minutes, got to make a change soon, and you're just like, what? Yeah. What is actually going on here? What? Even though we were playing well in the second half, and we we're playing better, and we create, we created. The Joe Linton and the Hendrick one is one chance because they happened in the same move. They both should have scored. Uh, Hendrick keeper makes a great save. It shouldn't even be a chance. Joe Linton, you know, forty million quid. Even if you cost ten million quid and you get you get the ball in the six yard box and then you, you you miss the ball, it's not good enough. Gale does brilliantly and from a tight angle hits the underside of the bar. And Mancure has a shot. You could argue he should score, but it's he's a fullback and he forces a really good save from Wayne Hennessy and goal for them. Um, that's it, really. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. So this, we're, again, we're, I'm assuming that's been Bruce's narrative. He could completely show me up here and not even mention missed chances and say it. But if he's talking about you got to take your chances, we basically had two. You know, you had two. Really, you had you had two chances where you were like, you've got to score that. The Mancure one, it would be harsh. There was a couple of other half shouts. But but what I noticed about Bruce, Mark, just see if you agree with me. Two things about him. Number one. Particularly in the first half, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. Yeah. Every time we, we passed the ball back, every time a player took an extra touch, every time we had a throw in and there was no one about, he's throwing his hands up, he's shouting, he's doing all these things. And it's it's weird because, well, first of all, I agree with you, Steve. These things frustrate me too. Yeah. But you're the manager. Why, why are the players doing these things? Like, surely it's, is it not drilled into them? Do you not watch them train? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? that? Um, that's a genuine question there because he was honestly he was so frustrated in the first half. Genuinely felt like, well, this is how we play, Steve. This is literally what I watch, and assuming you, well, he does watch every single. You you should be watching it every single day. How was any of this a surprise or frustrating? Mm-hmm. And then during penalties, that was uh, that was a quite ex- it was quite extraordinary to watch him. He was. He was not a calm man. He no. he couldn't he couldn't stand still. So you had you had Dice, listen, where the manager fucking stands for the pens that you take, that or shit doesn't matter. But Dice was just stood with the coaching staff, dead, you know, dead still, feet planted, watching the watching the penalties. Bruce couldn't watch. Mm-hmm. He couldn't watch the penalties. It was weird. He was off down the touchline walking by himself. He had his head in his hands. He was he was he was walking over talking to Fabian Shaw, and then as soon as we got up to take the penalty, he was almost looking away. Yeah. when we were taking the pens, what did what did you make of that? Um, it was laughable, but nothing surprised you with Bruce. He di- he didn't look confident in what he is either trying to drill into the team, or he's not confident in the te- in the team. Full stop. Um, you're right. I mean, there was one point we again. I was laughing. Sounds petty. Listeners might think we're being petty, but it was I was set, set turn on you says. He's got no confidence here. He's got his yeah. head, his hands behind his head. like, And he had it there for a good 30 to 40 seconds as if to say, this is shit and I really don't know what's going to happen next. And I think he genuinely looked like he had a fear of, I cannot lose this football match tonight. And uh, as I said earlier, though, for him to, you know, there was no there was no urgency. Dyke was kicking every ball. He was complaining about every tackle. He was in the, ref- the, the referee's ear. He was in the fourth official's ear. He was in the Ainsman's ear. You, you could see he was animated all night. Bruce just looked like he had been cherry-picked from the crowd just to go yeah. stand there and just look like a coaching. 
Um. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. God knows. I mean, we know it's Jones. Jones was up in the stand again in the first half, but down there for the second half. What's that all about? What's Agnew's role in, in the coaching? What's Clemens's role? Steve Harper was sitting behind us. He's a coach. He should have been down there for the penalty shoot. as far as I'm concerned, encouraging Woodman. Um, but getting back to Bruce, it, it was, it's, it's quite puzzling because I never normally sit there. I'm normally in the Gallagher corner, and you, you, you see nothing from there, really. But it was quite interesting to watch him and watch the coaches and just watch how different he is compared to someone like Daesh. And... Seeing him tonight and the way he was going on has just given me no confidence in him actually knowing what he's what he's actually trying to do. And just to go back to what, what you said before, I've just got a quote there. Matthew Riesbeck's uh, tweeted. He's, he's, his point after the game was, we all know penalties can go either way. <laughs> well, that's obvious. Um, what pleased me was the performance. Fucking hell. But if I'm going to be critical, we've missed big, big chances. <laughs> I can't remember Burnley having a shot, but we're out of the cup. He's... He's making excuses again, isn't he? It's as simple as that. Where's the... It's a wasted opportunity. Where, where's the... Uh, I had to give players a run out tonight, yeah. but I understand that ultimately I am judged on results. The cup was incredibly important to me. I got my team selection wrong. Yeah. That, that's what I would want to hear from him. Yeah. And maybe some people would hammer him for that. Maybe we'd be... I don't know. It's if, buts and maybes. But what I, what I do know is I have no confidence that if he's still in charge, God forbid... The League Cup second round or the first round, if we get relegated yeah. next year, um, or oh, the yeah, first round in League One, sorry, but anyway, then he he won't have learned a thing. And this is this is the issue we're, we're sat here. Leicester are a better team than Burnley, but we're sat here and it's the same thing. It's the same thing two years later. And to pick up on what you said there, you're right. And listen, we're not body language experts. All we can do is go to a football match, watch our team play a bit shite in the first half, then play okay in the second half, yeah. not win, take shit penalties and get knocked out and talk a little bit about what the manager looked like while it was happening. Yeah. That's essentially what we're here to do. And uh, I agree with all of your analysis there. This was this was not a man who looked in control of what was going on in the yeah. pitch. He wasn't happy. He was, he was you know, you're saying there was like Daesh was animated, kicking every ball. It doesn't matter how outrageous the tackle was from a Burnley player. If, if it was given a free kick to the opposition, Daesh's kicking off. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. But Bruce, on the other hand, like you said, he had he had his his head in his hands a lot. He was he looked he looked forlorn. He looked defeated. He looked dejected. And when it come to penalties, yeah, the the, the players, Alan St. Maximan, terrible penalty. Yeah, you're going to take a stupid short run up like that. 
they're at least trying, you know, you ha- I assume he's trying to send the keeper the wrong way. Yeah. Like we saw with Fabian Scher in the Euros, it looks terrible when it doesn't work, but it was a really poor penalty to start off. He's where your first penalty taker is your best penalty taker. That was poor. That that was so poor, it looked like we hadn't practiced penalties. And that might sound ridiculous because it, everyone knows League Cup, well, the players will definitely know the management, the coach and stuff. League Cup, if it's a draw, goes to penalties, okay? We should have been practicing penalties. They, th- those penalty, that penalty for Anderson Maxman did not look like a practice penalty. Miguel Almiron's penalty did not look like a practice yeah. penalty. And that might be hypercritical because players miss penalties. It happens, we're used to it, like Mark says. The, the the thing the thing to bring it back to Bruce for me is he, he, his, his quotes that he's that he's told um, Matthew Raisberg at, at Radio Newcastle um, Burnley haven't had a shot but we're out of the cup okay Steve okay right Burnley haven't a shot I'd agree with him a couple of shots from distance didn't do out we actually defended well yeah. in terms of Burnley getting the ball in the box obviously we're playing three centre backs Jamal Lasalle's players we'll have a, a conversation about him in a little bit but if Burnley haven't had a shot. Why did you wait until eighty minutes to bring your your, your your three attacking players on? Why did you Why did you only give Miguel Maron something like six minutes on the pitch? Do you know what I mean? If if you're bringing him on to affect the game, Newcastle for the fourth game in a row this sorry the third game in a row this season have started with a back five and finished with a back four. I, I'm I'm going to keep saying this in the podcast. What's all that about? Yeah. What what why if if you're finishing with a back four start with a back four you're playing Burnley who finished seventeenth in the Premier League have been poor in their opening two Premier League games who can't score who didn't look like scoring tonight that I mean that's a big problem for them even they're in the next round of the cup congratulations lads but doesn't look like you're going to score a goal in time soon yeah, yeah based on tonight um why why you know you've changed to the back four at the back of the game and, and this is brings back your point what are the coaches saying you actually you actually made the point to me during the game Mark Sh- like. Is, you know, there's four coaches there. There's, there's, well, there's Bruce and there's the three coaches, Agnew, Clements and Jones. Surely one of them, one of them said to him, should we make a substitution earlier? Yeah. Should we change the formation earlier? We're going to have to get rid of one of our centre-backs here because they're not having to do any defending and we're not creating enough moving forward. And that's the issue with Newcastle, isn't it? That despite creating, and there were massive chances, the two massive chances, I'd say, didn't create much for the rest of the night. There's no... The, not really any sustained periods of pressure. There was a little bit actually in the first half, and I think I think you said to me, "This is what we need. They need to keep this going," and they didn't. Um, like, how, how can that group of coaches think we'll, we'll leave it ten minutes to the end to have a go? And like you say, actually, when once the maximum came on, tried to do it all by himself, got tackled twice, and got a bit injured. Yeah, that was it. There was no urgency. And this is this is the issue. It's like I'm, you know, I've I've watched the same game tonight is the 2019 Cup game against Leicester. It's, a, it's the same yeah. game. I said this after Villa. I keep saying that first half that we saw today was the same as the second half mm-hmm. against West Ham. Yeah. It was the same as the first half against Villa. We keep saying the <coughs> same things. And, and I'm saying this, but then also at the same time, you've got Steve Bruce going nuts on the sideline that apparently what he's seeing isn't isn't what he wants to see because he's throwing his arms up in the air. He's having a go at players like... Just the, the the central question in Newcastle United at the moment is what the hell is going on? I think I think the, the worry now is that we're not scoring goals. No. Um, if you think of the last half hour against West Ham, um, f- sorry, no, second half, um, and we haven't scored the last two games, and that's a huge concern, especially when Steve Bruce said he had enough up front before this before the season starts. And let's be honest, we're not going to sign anyone. It <laughs> goes without saying. And when he's playing Joe Linton up front alongside Gale, he clearly doesn't rate Gale, but he's given him a game. Then you then you've brought on Saint Maximum, and as you say, expect to do it all on his own. And he took a knock within the first tackle, and he just didn't look, he didn't look as confident from from then on. 
Um, I'll mean wrong. We've, we've, I discussed this with you during the game, Alex. He's went that far back. And um, I think you agreed with us that if, if you're not going to play him in his proper position, which we're let, we're let to believe is, is an attacking through, through the middle, don't play him. Don't play him at all. Um, he, he brings nothing. Well, here's the thing. I agree. And I, I've said before, playing him in central midfield, it's just, it's not yeah. fair on him. It's mental. You know, we've heard, we've, I'll probably make that point about 15 more times a season, so I'll, not, I'll leave <laughs> it for now. But he, but he brings, he, I'm laughing here, right? So he brings some Maximan on. He takes Gale off, who was almost, you know, Gale for Joe Linton was mental. Yeah. Gale over Joe Linton to take off was mental. Um, he brings some Maximan when the same formation and he plays up front. Fraser goes off for Joe Willock. Um, so we're playing the same formation. Then like four minutes later, he brings on Almiron, puts in Maximan out wide mm-hmm. and, and plays Almiron through the middle with four minutes to go. So yeah. like, what? Like seriously, listeners, <laughs> you know whether you think that we just can't see something here. What's what's gone on there? Like, listen, Newcastle have been knocked out the cup. And I'm talking about two substitutions and two formations within a four minute spell. What's what is going on in the sidelines to think we'll bring some maximum, we'll bring Willock, and we'll just keep with the same formation. Four minutes later, now we'll change we'll change to a back four, and uh, and we'll play Almiron through the middle and play some maximum out on the left, like. Why not make all of those changes at the same time? <laughs> like, well, I said to you, didn't I, when the substitutions were getting made, um, I wonder if the, 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 the dugout have arguments amongst themselves. Does Jones go, right, we need to bring this one on for that one? And is Bruce, you know, arguing about that and saying, no, let's put this one? It's, it's, there doesn't seem to be any sort of authority there. And if Bruce, this is why I've sort of changed tack a little bit this season, because we're led to believe that it's not all about Bruce and we shouldn't be just picking on him. Fair enough. I'm not going to. Collectively, they've got it wrong. So who is making these decisions? Who is saying, okay, Steve, Steve, you're the head coach. I personally think this is what we need to do. And as you said, there's got to be some accountability for what's actually happened tonight. The frustrating thing is for me, Alex, is that I actually thought it was an okay performance. Yes, it's Burnley at home. Yes, as I said on the um, the podcast the other day after the Villa game, they're there to be beaten. They've got the, the worst, um, most defeats in the Premier League in, in the calendar year alongside uh, Southampton, who come next. Granted, it's a cup game, but they're there to be beaten. They're a poor side. They've got some good players, good forwards, but they're a poor side. This is the thing. I think you're spot on. And and even even if I take the argument, right, that some of these lads need a game, and I thought Mankio played all right. Now, Bruce doesn't like him. Yeah. Doesn't like him. Not going to play him. He's not going to play him ahead of Murphy. He's not going to play him ahead of Kraft if we play a back four. So that's, he doesn't like him. Lewis, yes, he's got to play. He cost 14 million quid. He had a, he had a really bad first half I thought but yeah. he grew into the game and he got more confidence you know you've got to play these players Sean Langstaff plays Hayden's injured you've got to play Ryan Fraser but fine Joe Willock could, could have played tonight yeah Joe Willock could oh give him give him a half give him a half Jeff Hendrick finishes that game on the right wing yeah how was that how was that a thing how was Jeff Hendrick finishing the game as a, as a right winger he's taken Fraser off for our mirror run and put Jeff, and kept Hendrick on and kept Joe Linton on like this is the thing. If he'd have played, he could have, he could have, he could have, he could have played. If he really wants to play Fraser, who was in and around the first team picture, Hendricks not. He, he, Jeff Hendricks doesn't yeah. get a game. So what? He could have played Fraser. Could have. He could have even had Wilson on the bench and played Gale. He could have played uh, St. Maximan, who loves playing against Burnley normally. They're terrified of him. And he could have played Willock in central midfield. And even if he can't do all of those decisions, we could have bounced into Saturday with a win. And instead. And I blame him and him alone because he's the manager. Yeah, he's made nine changes. 
Burnley've only made six changes outfield. He's made nine. Instead, he's op- he's opted for the Newcastle United way. He's op- he's opted for yeah, we want to win the cup, but we daren't try and do anything that would stop. We're getting three points on Saturday. Absolutely. And this is this is the thing. If um if the if the game management had been better against West Ham, if they'd been you know they come out second half and were a disgrace. If we'd gone into Aston Villa and and had a go at them and pressed them and done all these things, we thought we saw that we're good at the end of last season. Then you wouldn't be stood there in a press conference at the end saying Burnley had no shots, but they're out of the cup. It's almost like he talks about it as if he's disengaged, as if it's nothing to do with him. It's everything to do with him. This is the thing. It's like. It's a, it's, it's a bonus that we kept a clean sheet, but that isn't a bonus in a sense because it's it's immaterial. We're out yeah. of the cup. If we kept a clean sheet um, at Villa Park and got a nil-nil draw, that's that's a success. It's a good result. It's a clean sheet. It's it's it's, it's improvement. Um, but we kept, we kept a clean sheet against a poor Burnley side. Um, we did limit them. Um, we'll, we'll touch on Mankilo. He must start on Saturday for me. He must start. He's got to play. Um him and um, Fraser for me were the standout players. Um, so I don't, I don't think either will start. But you know, when it when it comes when it comes down to it, he's got a disastrously wrong tonight, and he can't get it wrong on Saturday. And you know, the, it's interesting um, about the changes. Is is this the hierarchy telling them not to risk getting injuries for Willock? Or St. Maximum, is there still rumours in the background that St. Maximum could still be sold? Would they isn't risk him getting injured? You know, we, we don't know this, we're speculating. But but for me, if, if, if he has been told, um, you know, like Rafa did, he didn't, I don't think he went public with it, but um, Rafa was told that he, he, he couldn't play um, the main players in the cup games. Now, if Bruce has been told that, then he. You'd like to think that would be. I think I think Rafa was told that in the promotion season. That's right. the only time that I was aware of that. Right. I think in the, I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But you are you are right, of course. But I mean, that I mean, if Rafa, if Steve was told that, he should resign and just tell people. Yeah. <laughs> he would. He would come out with. He's already got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He's already you know had a fantastic life in football. If 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 Lee John is picking your team, what are you doing here? Yeah. Do you know I mean is that is that what? I mean. We're speculating that might not be the case, so I don't want to go too much into that if it's not true. But, but, I just think that 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 Steve Bruce has pushed himself into this position. He's pushed himself into this team section tonight, and he's pushed himself onto a massive game. So Southampton won eight nil tonight yeah. against a team that battled us last season in Newport, and we're very lucky to get through. Did we beat them on pens? We did. Aye, yes. we did. Aye, there's one penalty. We weren't there, so it doesn't count. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know thirty thousand. I was shocked. I was shocked. I honestly thought there'd be hardly anyone there tonight. Thirty thousand people. I, I I wasn't. I don't want to touch on this. I said around about thirty thousand because again, it's the whole enthusiasm uh, post lockdown. Um, I've still got the enthusiasm to go to the game. I'm still enthusiastic about going on Saturday. I'm not confident, but I'm still wanting to be there. I'm enjoying being back on the ground. Um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But, you know, <laughs> again, Saturday, we could, we could be bottom of the league. And as you said before, with the fixtures coming up, they're not favourable at all. But no fixture is. We're not confident going yeah. to any fixture in this league. You play, you're playing Burnley, who are the worst team in the Premier League, yeah. who stayed up last season. And I lost a hell of a lot of football matches, um, and and we've gone into that playing the same stupid formation. Ryan Fraser playing as a central midfielder, um, Jeff Hendrick on the right wing at the end, Joe Linton in the team. How how are you supposed to beat teams? Seriously, how are you supposed to beat teams? It, it, you know, the thing is as well, Alex. It seems to be only podcasts ourselves and other other podcasts who call this out. You know, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that journalists need to go after Steve Bruce, but they do need to be a little bit more vocal in what they're saying. Um, you know, I, I, I seen a video the other day when Lee Wright asked a question and Steve Bruce apparently rolled, rolled his eyes at him. So something, there must be a little bit bit frosty there. So is Lee Wright next in line to be banned? Because he's going to start being more vocal. Um, the Craig Hope situation is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous, as we all know. He, he's, he's banned for telling the truth. But ultimately... The, the journalists now need to start looking at the bigger picture and, and need to question why, as you've rightly said, so many players are getting selected and they're getting played out of position. It's it's criminal. You you, you wouldn't get that any other other side in the Premier League. It's hard. I stick up for the journalists of the North East because it's still on Zoom, which I can't understand yeah. because we're at the match, 52,000 people, 50,000 against West Ham. Who knows how, how many against Southampton, but we're at the match... The players are on, you know, the pitch, and and Carl Dollar goes to the final at Wembley, and he hangs around Steve Bruce a bit because they go to training allegedly anyway. <laughs> if Bruce turns in, um, but the journalists aren't allowed to be in the same room as the manager yeah. and ask a question because much. E- I tell you what, I won't tell you what because I've never been in a press conference and will probably never be in one. Will definitely never be in one. Um, you know, I imagine it's harder to roll your eyes at someone in person. Than it is over Zoom. Yeah, I think the problem for some journalists or, or you know, all of them is that you don't get a follow up question. I very rarely get a follow up yeah. question, yeah. and that was that came across on the um, Radio Newcastle interview. Yes, it's fine to let people ring up and ask one question to see Bruce, but how, how about how about he has a conversation? Mm-hmm. But he can't have a conversation, will he? Or he wouldn't, or he, he wasn't willing to have a conversation yeah. because once someone asks the first question, if they're not satisfied with his answer, and I imagine. Fans weren't satisfied with a lot of the answers he gave. You can't have a follow up, so it's yeah. difficult. I know what you mean, though. You know, this there's this there's this I there's this idea that not all of the fans are against Bruce. Um, I just can't see it myself. I don't know anyone. I don't know a single fan who thinks he's doing a good job as Newcastle United manager. The, the vote, fans have automatically got a response, and that response is not, it'll never be any different than I might actually. Doesn't matter who we've got, and we'll understand that. We get that. But Steve Bruce is still responsible for managing and coaching, picking the side, buying players, etc. It's the third year in charge. Nothing's changed in those two two full seasons, and we're going to the third one. Nothing's changed. It's still boring. We're still creating next to nothing. The only thing that's improved this season is the, is the uh, possession percentage. That's that's gone up. But what good is it when we're not doing anything with it? Um, it's almost like teams won't want to have the ball. <laughs> well, yeah, good point. And you made a good point when, when the within f- the first couple of minutes of the game, you said straight away, look, look at the, the Burnley strikers, Rodriguez and, and Wood. They're fighting over who's going to be uh, close to uh, Kraft because they knew he was a weak link. 
And this is the thing when we've got players who are getting targeted as weak links. Every every side's got them, but when when it, when we know he's a weak link, and I'm not using him as a scapegoat by the way, but when we know he's a weak link, why can't the manager? Why can't the coaches? And why? And again, I'm not, I'm not saying local journalists. I think every journalist, every media person, Sky Sports, Nationals, all should say what we're seeing. And that it, that is a manager who's picking players and put them out of position. It's a fact. Yeah. It is a fact. Quickly then, because we'll move towards the end of the show. Uh, anyone, and you talked about Mankio, mm -hmm. anyone who you thought was worthy of praise, anyone who you think is worthy of criticism tonight, player-wise? Um, I think criticism would be harsh, but Longstaff still looks a little bit out of sorts. There was a couple, couple of his decision-making was uh, diabolical. Um, there was one way he went to take a free kick, and uh, he changed his mind and then just passed it towards the wing and it didn't have enough pace. Longstaff just doesn't look the same player. Um, I've said this on many occasions under Bruce. Um, I think the Cells had a better game. I thought he had a poor game myself. You thought he was poor? I thought he did well airily yes. with the big lads, but it's just he, he gave the ball away a couple of times. He, he, there's a lot of players, and Hendrick was like this tonight, but I, I have no hope as Jack Hendrick being a suitable yeah. Premier League player for Newcastle. Nice man, <laughs> I'm sure he is. Yeah. Um, they just want too many touches in the ball. Yeah. It's like this is this is football at the top level, lads. Mm -hmm. And it, it, Lascelles at the back, you're playing in a back three. You've got to move the ball quickly. You've got to move the ball quickly, and you just want so many touches in the ball. And and, and occasionally a second touch, he loses possession. Yeah. There was a, there was a couple of there was a time I think do you remember he he played a disastrous back pass to Freddie Woodman. He was yeah, sliced yeah. out away, and then he's going around. It was team calm, like you know making the calm down sign with the hands. It's like no one else is is panicking, Jamal, but you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, perhaps I'm being uh, too generous. I mean, I, I think it's because he didn't make a noticeable mistake because he had a yeah. shocker. He had a shocker at Villa. That was a two out of ten. Um, Mankino, as I said before, I thought Keenan Clark had a decent game. Yeah, me too. I thought um, he showed some nice touches. Um, he, for some reason, he, he started skinning players um, yeah. a couple of occasions and he didn't make any mistakes and he needed that performance because after the West Ham game, um, he needed a, a solid performance like that. Probably not enough to replace uh, Shearer or... Um, Fernandez, I think they're back. That, that, that's that's what what best back three. Um, but I, I, I would certainly go with the, the, the wing backs, Lewis and uh, Mankilo for Saturday. I, I would, but he won't. Yeah. He just won't. He, no, yeah. he just, just won't. Um, I mean, Richie was. You look at the players who were completely rested tonight. Wilson, I think maybe Fernandez. Um, you know that kind of tells you that they're, de they're definitely playing. Wilson, yeah. they're definitely playing. Just to finish off, I want to get your thoughts on... That's the fourth game in a row now for Freddie Woodman. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on him potentially being a Newcastle player long-term? What have you made of him so far? Again, I don't think he looks overly confident. He doesn't seem to be very vocal. And I said this... I kind of believe how big tall he is. He looks tiny in that goal. Um, great penalty save. That's two penalty saves this season. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Both don't, don't matter overall, but that'll, that'll boost his confidence. Um, he's not Dubravka, no. and I, w I wouldn't even say he's as good as Darlow. Um, well, if he's not as good as Darlow, he's not playing the Premier League. Well, this is it. Yeah, this is exactly it. Um, still early to tell, but um, I, I, he just doesn't look. He doesn't look a confident goalkeeper. Um, in a twenty-four year, year old, you would think he would. He would have his his attributes all fine tuned now, but he. I still think he's got a lot learning the game. Yeah, I worry about him. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's particularly done anything wrong. He, you know, he's shipped six, 
in the first two, none of them were his fault. My issue with him on Saturday was the two long throws that came in before the goal um, were right in the six-yard box and he was stuck in his line. Yeah, And that, I, th- I feel that might have created some of the space for Ings, who should have been marked. But I think the players were kind of edging towards the six-yard box because they know the keeper's not going to come. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of balls at the night where I turned around and said to you, I just said, that's keeper's ball. Yeah, That was... That was um, there, keep at the end. That's keep his ball, and he didn't. He, he claimed a couple of crosses, and he seems to have a good understanding of the flight of the ball. But there was there was one. It was either a free kick or a corner in the first half, where the the ball was headed by a Burnley player on our six yard line, either straight up in the air or in the wrong direction. And I just thought, where's the keeper? Yeah. And uh, he was he was literally in the back of the net because he'd been knocked over. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a free kick for it. And it's like, no, you, you should be getting knocked over as you come flying for the ball, cleaning everyone out in front of you. That's Martin Dubravka there. Martin Dubravka isn't letting any, any player had the ball in his, in his yeah. six-yard box. So that that's a concern for me. It's a concern for both. I want Woodman to work out. He's been here a yeah. long time. Uh, he's he's a homegrown player. and a, You know you want to see young players come through. I'm pleased he's got a chance. But I'm also con- concerned because I think other teams will pick up on it. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Newcastle concede a goal from a cross or a long throw or a corner planted in the six-yard box, yeah. and him so not, and him be stuck on his line. It's it's it is worrying. Um, he needs another clean sheet. And he need, we need a win. We need a victory. We need to get this season kick-started. Otherwise, the longer we leave it, the more agitated supporters are going to become. The more panic-looking Steve Bruce is going to be. Um, it's as I say, as I start said at the start of the pod, Alex, extremely disappointing. And the, the only positive for me, the only positive for me tonight was the performance of Mankilo because he looked like the player he was two seasons ago. Um, apart from that, mate, I'm clutching straws for positivity. We'll leave it there. I think that's going to be a theme this season. Massive game on Saturday now, massive game. Um, obviously, free podcast to follow that game. And, uh, you know, if we win, you go into the international break and all, you know, there's a little bit of positivity. How many times in well, while while we've been doing this podcast, in fact, since 2014, has this first international break just been an absolute car crash in terms of, like, up to this point? And then it's almost, like, needed but to, as a reset. But the, the first game, Max Man United away, <laughs> wow. who, who who won their one home game 5-1 five, five this season, so... Brilliant. Well, Mark, thanks for your <laughs> thanks for your time, mate, and uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We remember to uh, if you do like the show and you listen on Apple Podcasts, would love a, a five star review with a comment. If it's a little bit cheeky of me to ask, then so be it. And uh, we'll be back with you. Will not be me because I'm going on holiday. It'll be Sai uh, and a collection of other people, hopefully talking to you about a really good win against Southampton. Thanks a lot. Ta-da. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.